Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer. ExpressVPN.com slash Lorehammer to learn more. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menards' entire selection of Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at Welcome to Lorehammer, Episode 10, Eldar, the Exiled One. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Let's try something different this okay, time. Okay, go for it. So you'll be like, and this is Mark, and then I can make ah, some like witty joke, and just, then you can say, and this is okay, Jordan, okay, and then okay. he can make some witty <clears> joke. <throat> All right. Can happen. You better have a witty joke ready. You can just ready. comment on how you're a hipster and life will be good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let's try that. I am not a hipster. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a lie. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Take two. Uh, welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. This is Mark. I foresee this to be a good episode. Oh, you're, that's the one you've been working on all week. Eh? No, no, two weeks. Okay. <laughs> and this is Jordan. Uh, hey. <laughs> Who is not a hipster. Not a hipster. Uh, welcome back. This is going to be our eighth episode. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of Getting knowledge there. we're shoving down your throats. Mm-hmm. Half of it's made up, too, which yeah, yeah, is awesome. Yeah. But no one's calling us over. Oh, which is great. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is have to fact check. Yeah. Because with the internet, I just heard you don't have to do that no, anymore. No, I can't wait to get into uh, Calgar and, uh, and Eldar's love relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, well, I think, are really going to enjoy that I part. just love the fact that um, the orcs actually really like Calgar. Oh, best of buds. Yeah, really. And they just, they, they have like a, a good honor for each, respect. That's the word I'm looking for. Good love. respect. Ooh. It always goes down to love and fear. Does it? Just not, yes. I don't think it's grim dark enough for me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay. Joining us today is uh, another one of our friends that's kind of dabbled into the hobby. Uh, his name is Peter. Hello. Hello, Peter. Say something witty. Yeah. I, I don't know enough to say anything <laughs> witty. Yes. That's not even witty. That's just terrible. <laughs> Farsi. Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll just ask you a couple questions, Peter, just to kind of sure. introduce you to everyone. So let's dive right in. What was your very first uh, 40K experience? 
Uh, I started playing the Death Watch tabletop RPG. Uh, so that's how Mark dragged me into it. He got, he got his hooks in me. Yeah, He does! It's everyone! <laughs> so, yeah, <that's> <laughs> yeah, I played a tech priest. Yeah. I had the servo arm. So I really liked that. So that, that was a good pushed RPG, me actually. into like, learning about the tech priests and kind of introduced me to the lore. So that's pretty cool. They're uh, apparently coming out with a new... Yeah, because FFG dropped it, right? Yeah, they lost... Well, well yeah. Their contract expired, so they're right. making a new 40k RPG, but that's literally all the news they have on it so far. But I'm excited. Wow, but you heard it, it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it no, was fun. I that's that would be the because um, the first time we ever played the one of those RPGs, you created the game, right, Mark? It was your game. Um, it was yeah, the Death, yeah, the Death the Watch with the bits that you could yeah, attach yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played a Death Watch version, um, and but because in Death Watch, like, like <clears throat> actually, lorically, like they're constantly switching out like their loadouts and changing everything. Yeah. Mark created these uh, little arms where you could just stick them onto the miniatures and you just pull them off. <laughs> it was terrible. And it was, it like, was awful. They but were it like was... sticky gum, wasn't it? It was uh, blue tack. The concept was pretty pretty cool, yeah. but and uh... they were painted wretchedly too. I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's back in the tack painting days. Yeah, we. Oh gosh, <laughs> when you're in school uh, and painting. Well, it was before I really <laughs> actually tried to paint. But yeah, I think I might have still been using like just tacks, not paint wow. brushes. Like you have metal pins painting on armor. <laughs> uh, we played that one, and then we played Astral Wardens. Or was that no, with... no? Then we played the actual official Death Watch with Peter and okay. you, and Christian was there, and a couple other people. Yeah, Tim, Paul couple other people but then uh after that then we stopped playing with for a couple years we picked up some other rpgs or whatever and then we played another homemade yeah home rpg oh and that top. was the astral Wars. yeah and that was where we played a space marine chapter and yeah it was I that was pretty was... cool peter actually you dm'd that one no no no, no, no that was always smart it was you yeah. i don't know enough in the world to dm that's I, always I really my that's always my it. number one reason for never dming when he asks me to he's like <laughs> eric would be so fun i'm like not with you <laughs> come on i can't be that bad no that was a good campaign though that <laughs> yeah. was we had a lot of fun with that one jordan played in that one too right yeah, I don't think I stuck it out the whole time. That ah, seems to be a theme. Remember <laughs> classic Jordan? Do you remember how we're doing like a Lord of the Rings RPG right now? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought I came for that a couple of weeks ago. One time. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yes, one, one, one time. time. How many times have we played? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, actually, um, that's a something we do pretty... We've been doing for a long time now. We've been playing tabletops. RPGs? Yeah, like... Oh, the, yeah, like... When you yeah. really think about oh, it, like, years, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we constantly jump. Like we've played Pathfinder, we've tried a little D and D, and now we've done Lord. Of, we've done Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, we did Star Wars. Yeah. Now we're on Lord of the Rings kick. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <coughs> back to forty k. <laughs> well, you don't want to keep reminiscing about memories that only us I could, have. I could talk about the time that uh, <laughs> it was one of our very first Death Watch missions. I was in a separate room. And Jordan had a sniper character. Oh, jeez. I freaking <laughs> pissed me right off. And I was fighting someone in a separate room, and Jordan was like, I'm going to shoot through the wall. I'm like, yeah, that's an out. awesome idea. Yeah. Being the GM. Right, of course. <laughs> so Jordan shoots through the wall, and it hits me in the head. In the head. Through the wall. Yeah. In the head. It was pretty good. It was a pretty nice shot, though. It was. It was a headshot. <laughs> yeah. So You guys are wretched people. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, and then there's the guy who danced for the orcs. 
you remember? Hey, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> that does not work. <laughs> you stood on a cliff. Anyways. <clears throat> so, next question. Uh, you've never really been as involved in the hobby uh, as, well, Mark or me. Um, but mostly Mark. <laughs> but um, what's the main reason that you wouldn't really spend um, hundreds of dollars and hours upon hours just joining into the uh, like the building hobby? Yeah, like I I did buy a starter set and I started trying to put it together, which was a lot more complicated than I thought. Where <laughs> where it kind of lost me was when. I had to put, like, specific weapons with specific guys, and that's that's yeah. where it got a little bit too complicated. I couldn't really figure out, so I was just gluing things to things. <laughs> You're like, whatever looks cool. Yeah, and then yeah. I was, oh, the loadout needs to be a certain way, and so that's where I kind of felt Then why like did they way. give me all these weapons yeah. if I can't use the weapon? You're just yeah. going with what looks cool, right? Yeah. So you're trying to put it together. Yeah, that's classic 40k new player syndrome right yeah. there. Well, I remember when I first got in and you had this bits, and you are like, yeah, just build a guy. And I built it, and I bet you were screaming on the inside. Oh, yeah, it kills me a little bit every time when I see people put, like, an orc arm on a space marine and just shot. I, I, I probably did it. I was like, well, that <laughs> arm is really muscly. I'm going to throw it on this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you learn. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, that's a... It's so much. It is. Just to try and be like, okay. And then just to be like, what what is a bolt pistol look like? Yeah. What does a bolt gun look like? Right. How do you know? How do you know what weapon is what they say on the paper? And yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that just comes with time. Yeah, they're getting better too. Games Workshop, they're starting to like actually come up with instruction kits for their. Yeah, that's true. So, they are, and, and not just they for were, vehicles. They're decent ones too. Like, yeah, they're one, like the color coded. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite part or story in like the lore? Uh, well, I was immediately drawn to the Space Wolves because wolves. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a fantasy guy, so I like me some wolves. So put them in space, and uh, that's, <laughs> that's how, how they die? For me, right? So, yeah, being Space Wolves, having like a wolf companion seemed pretty cool. Uh, Fenris, the whole like world... Ice and fire, very popular right now. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's where I started. And then, uh, yeah. Now, Mark, do you hate space wolves? <laughs> no. You don't hate space wolves? <laughs> no, I do, I do. I know <laughs> you hate space wolves. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you don't want to touch it. I was happy until now, and now I'm just mad. Yeah, Space Wolves, they were awesome. So. Yeah, they, they are pretty cool. Especially when you were playing, it wasn't so over the top. Sure. It wasn't yeah, that's wolves like, riding was... wolves, <laughs> riding wolves with wolf guns. It's wolves all the way down. <laughs> shooting wolves out. <laughs> yeah. Dances with wolves. <laughs> In space. Pretty, pretty, pretty In well. Space. Pretty well. On ice. <laughs> Oh, because Fenris. Right, exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, I was meaning like figure skating. Well, yeah, no, I know, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's... Like, I just... Now I just picture this big wolf with its paws on, like, a Space Marine's shoulders, uh, and they're dancing. Yes. That's on... pretty much what I think of when I think of Space <laughs> Wolves. Just a bunch of... Wolf fetish people. <laughs> My mom they're might be of... listening, so I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> they're furries. <laughs> they're furries. They just... <laughs> Uh, okay. What, uh, what do you appreciate most about 
like the 40k universe as a whole. Yeah, because it seems like every time we do call upon you to do some silly <laughs> RPG or to podcast even, sure, you always answer. Well, yeah, like it, there's a lot there, right? Like uh, I do appreciate the scope of the world. Yes, I, I like that. There's always a little bit more. You can go a little bit deeper. You can kind of get lost. Uh, you know, go to Lexicanum, click from thing to thing. To thing <laughs> to How did I end up here? Yeah, yeah it, but it's until you get a message on your phone that you used all your data. Right. Exactly. Or is that just me? Don't you have that, like an eight gig limit? Well, come on. You can read a lot of links at work instead of working. Instead of working. Yeah. yeah of course. So yeah, I like that. Um, you know, I, I also like the unremitting dedication Games Workshop has to uh, the grimdark thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty. There's there's a lot there. A lot of grimdark. A lot of grim. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of dark. So <laughs> there's I, uh this one like spinoff that people kind of joke around with, and it's yes. called Bright Hammer. And it's <laughs> the noble bright future of 40k, where everything's like. <laughs> Not grim dark, but it's pretty funny. Like they, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's decently well thought out. Yeah, it, it's like if Forty K wasn't grim dark, and it's right. it's like any other hobby or any other universe. But yeah, you had that grim dark, and it's perfect. Yeah, as soon as like you realize that there's actually no winning, that's when it gets real good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you kind of just hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, I when think we were, we're really understanding where the Imperium is coming from now. <laughs> when we would do the RPG, like, Mark would be the DM, and he'd always bring in, like, oh, there's some Eldar, or there's some of another race. And I would always think, like, oh, potential friends. <laughs> like, oh, why don't we just sit down and get to know them and understand them a little bit better? When it was really supposed to be more like, oh, we just hate them and try and <laughs> burn them, them now. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I I'll never forget the one time Paul... Uh, you brought in the Inquisitor. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, Paul, uh, yeah. Paul did not show enough respect and fear for the Inquisition. No, he... And he revealed, like, some minor secret of his, like, character's backstory. That and then goes I, against. Yeah, that the Inquisitor did not, like, and then the Inquisitor basically just tortured him and started, like, cutting off his fingers and ripping out teeth and stuff. No, he ripped out his whole jaw. Rip oh, yeah, he ripped out his whole jaw. Yeah, the Inquisitor just put... Put Paul down, yeah. ripped out his jaw, and then yeah, and when like, Paul came back, he what, had a voice box. Yeah, and when interrogating him, like, Paul's all, like, whimsical still, like, la, 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 thinks everything's okay on that. I'm like, that's it, you're losing the jaw. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. That was a great one. Grimdark. 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 Uh, and then, last but least, definitely not least... <laughs> This is this is me looking for some kind of uh, affirmation, really. Just, mm. Mm. What does your mom not Peter? listen to this podcast to affirm you? <laughs> it's, goodness gracious me, no! <laughs> if she did, the only emails we'd be getting are, I, "I'm so disappointed in you." <laughs> I feel that your soul is going straight to hell. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Here, you... listen to this money financial lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to deal with your money. <laughs> Learn, learn to budget. <laughs> also, have you ever heard of tiny homes? <laughs> wow, we really got derailed on this podcast. It's okay. This episode. We're, we're only 15 minutes in. Wow, wow. What, what does your mom know about tiny homes? She loves them. Oh, really? <laughs> like, not necessarily tiny homes, but she loves the eco, like the footprint that they have. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I love the fact that 
you know, they're, they don't cost anything. And she's also a big fan into like, um, there was, there was a bit where she was like, you can build homes inside hills. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like you comments? can you can regress if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi is gonna suck under there. Yeah, no, it's wretched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the last question, Peter, is what are you most looking forward to about recording with us? Uh oh, being with you, cool guys, <laughs> locked in this tiny room, oh, right? With this... our Batman wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. What could be better? Perfect. <laughs> Actually, my big fear is more that I'm going to say something inappropriate that's going to be recorded and posted online and then come back to haunt me later. Uh, <clears throat> this, for, for this those is where of, I lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you interested, I have been collecting for a couple of years now <laughs> quotes by Peter that are taken completely out of context. And that's the only reason why they're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but every once in a while, maybe I'll just sneak one. I in think there. there's going to be a couple from today that are going to make it onto that list. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> what, what That's my hope. hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, since now everyone knows exactly who you are and has a really good understanding of everything that you do, uh, that I know nothing. Right. <laughs> right. No. Um, today's episode is um, Eldar, the Exiled Ones. We're going to be talking about. Uh, where the Eldar are at since the Eye of Terror. Yep, since Slanish was born. Yes, the great enemy. The great devourer. Nope, that's Nids. <laughs> hmm. At least you said it now, so we didn't have to say it in the next yes, episode. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we caught it. Yeah, this this episode we're going to talk about uh, the Eldar, where they've what they've been doing really for uh, probably like the last eight 9,000 years, um, because we won't touch on where they're currently at, because we'll do an update yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, once again, we're just making a skeletal framework here. Yeah. Um, uh, r- literally, like a minute before we start recording, Christian from the first episode called me. He's like, "Hey, I was just listening to this episode. It's a little vague. You could do this and this and this." I had to remind him, like, "We're just building a framework here." Like, Christian, we're gonna go back and uh, Christian, if you're listening, <laughs> you can suck a fat one. Whoa, what kind of fat one? Wow, that, like I'm sure that, we could find it. That a, devolved quickly. <laughs> from, from the last, I was re-listening to one of the episodes where we were like, wow, like I really like his painting and I, I like how much he knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, suck it. Yeah, okay, so now this you got to bring him back. This to is my love-hate relationship with uh, Christian. Like, really cool guy, terrible human. <laughs> that's, oh, that's how I feel. Oh, the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. Oh, boy. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay, before we get into our main topic. Yeah. Question time. Okay. Is the Emperor immortal? And if so, how? Yeah, he's definitely immortal as far as we're aware. I agree. Now, some people think that he's... I would say... uh, Immortality is always a weird thing. It is. There's the two two immortals. One is like, if you're not going to die of old age, uh, you're immortal. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't mean you can't die. Versus, like, I am a god and I can't die. Yeah, yeah. Right? It doesn't matter what you do to me, yeah. I will not so, die. So, here's a good example. Um, Vulcan, the Primarch of the Salamanders, he's what's called a perpetual. Yes. And, like, he can literally regenerate himself from one cell. Like, think of, like, Wolverine times ten. And add some Grimdark in there. Yeah, yeah. Throw a little Grimdark for good measure. Yeah, exactly. Where, like, to me, that would be true immortality. Because if the Emperor had that, he'd still be walking about the galaxy right now. Right. He wouldn't be stuck. In the Golden Throne. Yeah. Where, like, Vulcan, like, they literally, like, another Primarch, Conrad Cruz, the Night Hunter. Yes. Like, tortured him and, like, 
shredded his entire body and like broke him down to like a molecule apparently and he's like, back he's back he's uh, always he always comes back yeah, there's yeah. a couple people like that in the universe yeah that one's much more rare oh yeah yeah that's but, like yes to me like that's a level of immortality yeah like that that's like true. exceeds true immortality right? but then there's also like the chaos god level of immortality where like you can't even damage them but consider this in the warp there's no such thing as time so are they immortal well just because there's no there's no concept of time in the warp but that doesn't mean everything happens at once or does it no because because they they exceed (laughs) they they um what's it called they like exercise their power over a section of the warp to create reality yeah so within that reality there would be time yeah i know i know you're just just, messing with me i got that twinkle in my eye (laughs) i just want to spark it out (laughs) Yeah, no, so there would be the two levels of immortality. Yeah. I would say the Emperor is the first one. In yeah. our current understanding of how he is, because there's the theory of if, like, the only way to really bring him back is to kill him. Yeah. But, so as as he is right now, he would never die of old age. Yeah, but part of that, too, might not be him, because he's on, like, the Golden Throne, which is a life support system. Yeah. So. But I'm saying if if he hadn't been on the Golden Throne, yeah. he could never die of old age. I mean, he's, yeah. what, 40,000 years old? Yeah. No, he's older than that. He's he's almost fifty thousand years. Yeah, old. he was born in eight thousand BC. I thought he was six, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like he's old as it is. Uh, time would never ravage him if he was in like good health state. Yeah, exactly. Um, now the other thing is is has he reached that second level of immortality? Yes. Of godhood. Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. Right, like killing his body on the golden throne could kill him yeah or does it sever his tie completely with the material world allowing him to regroup in the warp and then emerge once more or even just stay in the warp as or, like a chaos, yeah, as a chaos, chaos god. god but yeah, yeah. and then sharding his power out, right? <laughs> yeah can you imagine being fifty thousand years old and people are still arguing about if you're immortal or not <laughs> like, hello i've been here for fifty thousand years what more do i need to do to prove to you people that i'm immortal get up off, the, get throne. off the throne <laughs> that's what needs to happen <laughs> Has he has he aged at all in this time? So like up until like the horse heresy, I'd say he hasn't aged. Okay, so still he pic- looks the same. Yeah, because there's pictures of him and he looks like uh, like he a, just looks like a young uh, man. Yeah, I'd say like yeah, I wouldn't say young. He in looks like uh, yeah, exactly like uh, yeah, yeah, a man in his prime. Right, right. Okay, and then uh, that's, after that's that, you, Peter, <laughs> in my prime. <laughs> Yeah, and then after that, he gets on the Golden Throne. Oh, and is he's and, desiccated. Yeah, I, on, on a couple pictures, like, he's, he's missing, like, an arm and, like... Yeah. Yeah. But. It's just, it's... His body is decaying yeah. on the throne, and yeah. it just needs to be swiftly ended. <laughs> Heretic! Heretic! It's the only way! <laughs> so, yeah, I think he is immortal, but... And then, yeah, so I think that's that question. Yeah. The, the other question we got... To an email. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead. Read it. Um, this is from Yusuf. <laughs> he's reading it verbatim. Like, he's not actually yeah. messing up here. Who and or what is the large looking god of chaos, Blood God? What is he called, Blood God? And who made him? Yusuf. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Yusuf. Thanks so much for inquiring. Clearly a master of the English language. <laughs> 
So that was an email we got. And, you may uh, be from a country that... No, no. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know why, but the one guy, John, um, he emailed us that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know why he was pretending to be he, used he to tried, John emailed Yeah, John yeah. emailed that to us. Because, like, but when it's on his it's email... It's from his email, but yeah. he was trying to, like, pretend that it wasn't him. Like, he it's was like, trying what? to just troll us. Yeah. But he did it so poorly. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, good times. You know, there's this uh, there's this app I saw I thought would be perfect for John. It's like hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I don't want to do it to him, but uh, it's like it's like you download it and it makes your, your the screen on your phone look like it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect for him. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Oh man. There's also. Uh, Another thing that I think would be good for someone like him is there's a, a apps where you put someone's phone number in and then every day it'll send them a text message of like cat facts or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, reply no. And it's like, no. And it's like, thanks for subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> it just never leaves. Yeah. All right. Uh, a previous episode update. This is kind of like a, a we know moment. So <laughs> our, uh, we've, we've just recently done the Great Crusade. Yeah. And uh, horse heresy. Yeah. Uh, so okay, we we know it was short. We yeah. know we glossed over a lot of details. Yeah. We will go back. Yeah. Like if if we wanted to do a horse heresy episode correctly, you'd be listening for six hours. Longer, man. Longer. It, there's a there's so much yeah. info. So, so much. um, send us emails on stuff in the horse heresy yeah, that you would like on to Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. That you would actually like us to go further into detail and we would I would happily do it. I'd even read a book maybe. Whoa. I, know. You'd I don't, listen, I, I don't listen think you go that. I'd far. listen to one. Yeah, he'd sure. listen to one. Yeah. But uh yeah, we'll answer whatever questions you have immediately. Yeah. Because and, uh, those are those are nice and simple. Takes us ten minutes. Yeah, but if like you're like, I really like Blood Angels. Tell me more about the Red Curse and how that happened. Oh gosh, you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> you're gonna have to wait, but we will get there. Oh yeah, we're gonna do everything. So everything. <laughs> so yeah, um, just have some damn patience. Yeah. <laughs> no, just send us your questions. Yeah, we'll gladly answer those. Okay. Oh, I think it's time we get started. Okay. So. Today, we are talking about the Eldar. The Eldar. So, um, there's three main branches of the Eldar after the Eye of Terror happens. Um, and this is the Craftworld Eldar, yep. the Exodites, and then the Dark Eldar. And we're yep. going to be briefly touching on all three of them. We're just going to sink our fingers into all three. Just a little touches. Fingers in the pudding. Yeah. Is that a saying? Maybe. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I think you just make stuff up. <laughs> possible uh okay so let's just kick it right off um craft world do we want to jump them to kind of talk quickly about how slanish was born just we- a quick little recap because it was like right. four episodes ago quick little recap elder in charge of the galaxy they started doing depraved things they lots of butt stuff <laughs> lots of butt stuff <laughs> and then uh eventually all their emotions formed in the warp and created Slanish. Slanish, like, exploded and devoured, like, most of the Eldar race. Yeah. And took him out of the pre- predominant position in the galaxy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's... So, upon seeing this, a bunch of people fled on what's called Craft Worlds. And uh, basically, a Craft World is a giant continent sized spaceship. Massive. Massive. Yeah. And 
Think of it too, like, um, I think they're called like Dyson spheres almost, where it's like it's not just a spaceship, but it's like I'm getting looks. No, this he is not a Dyson sphere. Well, no, where it has no, like its, its own like, like world size spaceship. Yeah, but it's not just That's like a no mechanical. Moon. It's not just yeah. It's not like the Death Star where it's all mechanical. There's like gardens in it and like places of vast green open space. Yes. Where that's they're like planet-sized spacecrafts. Yeah, like a if Dyson anything, sphere. If anything, is, think of the Halo ring. No, but they're—that's not what they look like at all. <laughs> that's not what. I'm no, just but the, I'm yeah. talking about the the combination the, yes, of yeah. natural gigantic. Yes. That's trying space. to more what I'm getting get sure. across. A yeah. Dyson sphere is like you have a sun, and then you build oh, like a, a sphere oh. around the sun, and you absorb all its energy. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of build, something else. Yeah, yeah, it's a Dyson sphere. I, oh, okay. I just read Ring World. And ah. I was talking about Dyson spheres, ah. and ring worlds. I was and completely wrong. Then. Like the rings from Halo, that kind of Whoa. thing. Whoa. Anyways, this is why Peter is here. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, they're just he's giant not coming back. No, he's not. <laughs> they're self-supporting, self-sustaining. Yeah, this is the Dyson sphere. No, this is the craft <laughs> <world>. <laughs> yes, uh, craft yeah, worlds. and they're made out of what's called wraithbone, which is kind of like a, a plastic, a psycho. Plastic. Resonant yes. plastic, and uh, stronger than adamantium. Did it, did they say that? Yes, yeah. really. That's yeah. pretty crazy. But it like it's so not maybe difficult, but how many bone singers are there? Well, yeah. So they they have what are called bone singers that can use their psychic power to sing to the the wraith bone and form it into shapes into different. Things yeah. that they need. Wraithbone is solidified warp energy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the, the Eldar have always been, like, the most psychically connected, right? Yeah. So, the, uh, when these craft worlds started leaving during, like, the fall of the Eldar, they, you know, they were like, man, we don't agree with, like, the pleasure cults and everything that's happening in the crone worlds. And so, they leave on these ships, and then eventually, uh, Slanesh is born, he... It does its psychic scream, which rips the souls out of all the Eldar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, if you're in the craft world, the wraith bone protected you from this scream. Because, which is crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, this this scream, which went over almost, like, a good portion of the galaxy. Yeah. And, like, right on, like, the Eldar homeworlds. If you were in the craft world, like, around the wraith bone, it would have protected you from Slanesh. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it's 100% success no, rate, like, but... there's tons that were, like, in and around the Eye of Terra that just got yeah. sucked in. Yeah, or yeah. Terror, sorry. Mm-hmm. And they just got sucked in. There's one craft world, too, that is not quite in the Eye of Terror, but it's, like, on the edge, but it doesn't have enough power to escape it. So it's right. kind of just like slow, slowly cycling the toilet of eternity <laughs> until it's <The> toilet. <laughs> yeah, toilets. Nice joke. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the wraithbone, it's like the it's the backbone of the craft world. The whole yeah. like it's built around this. Yeah. If they didn't have the wraithbone, they wouldn't have the craft worlds. Yeah. And then on top of that, they put their computer technology or whatever on top of that. Yes, they, all their crazy tech. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing to know about craft worlds is that each of them has a gate into the webway. Yeah. So even though the Eldar race now, if you're talking about a craft world Eldar, like they are scattered and uh, across the galaxy, they can still have, 
unity and cohesion through the fact that they can enter the webway and go see another Eldar craft world or go to a portal on a different world or something. So yeah. they still have that kind of access. Now the webways are deteriorating. Yep, and getting plagued by demons and stuff. Yeah, because there's cracks in the walls and the ocean is leaking in. Yeah, and it's described too as a maze. And yes. the ocean is leaking in. That's for a second. <laughs> no, yeah, the webway is labyrinth. Yeah. It's unnavigable. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a word? Navigable? Sure. Well, well, Unnavigable. Is that? It doesn't matter. Navigatable? Innavigatable? Someone is like yelling at their computer. Right now. <laughs> They're driving. It's this! Just screaming. <laughs> ah! Uh, yeah, so to like they have access to the webway and it's better than the warp, but it's not what it used to be. Yeah. And then another thing is the infinity circuit. Do we want to just talk quickly? Remember yesterday how we were having that conversation about, like, webway portals and, like, their fixed locations? Oh, yeah. Sure. So, I don't know if this is true, but I think it kind of is by the way it sounds. Is like, uh, a webway portal has, like, a specific location in the webway. So, even though that craft world is moving around the galaxy, its location in the webway is a fixed location. So, yeah. we were talking, like, if two craft worlds were side by side in real space it might be quicker to go just like in real space yeah like if they're on one end of the solar system and the other one it might be quicker for them to go through real space than it would be to go through the webway because yeah. if one portal is fixed on if you drew a if you drew a webway map which yeah. would be crazy yeah one might be on the bottom right of the map and the other portal might be on the top left of the map right so you would so, have to navigate the entire webway exactly so, yeah just so because it's not always quicker just because your position changes in real space yeah your access point to the webway stays the exact same. Yeah, which right. So it's it, pretty it, cool. It's kind of cool. It's like you could mark the doors. Like if you're in the webway, yeah, you like walk past a gate and you put a little sign that says uh, Terra. So there's a webway gate on Terra. Spoilers. No, we've talked about it. Okay. Spoiler free. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you you put a sign down that says Terra. Yeah. Right. And then you uh, you walk you know five minutes. And the next gate that you see, you put a sign down, and it's craft. It's a it's a craft world. Yeah. Right. So even though those two are on opposite sides of the galaxy, if you enter the webway, it's always going to be Terra, and then the craft world. Yeah. So it's an interesting thought. Another thing is, um, there are entire craft worlds that are lost in the webway, <laughs> which is crazy. How freaking big is the webway? Big. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Another, uh, the other thing we were talking about was the size of the gates. Right. Yeah. Like. You do hear instances of the fact that it's a physical gate, right? That, like, in the in Terra, behind yeah. the throne, there's a gate to the webway. And yeah. then, so that's a gate that can close and open. Yeah. Right? But then, how is there a gate big enough to allow for the entrance of an entire craft world into yeah. it? Right? Where is this gate that is hundreds of kilometers large? <laughs> well, is it an external gate, or is it, like, an internal gate well, within that's the ship what, that just allows the ship and anything, like, the craft world? That's what we were discussing, and yeah. that there's no real description, because when you hear the one on Terra, it is a gate. Right. You yeah. walk through this gate. So, it, it, but yeah, you hear that a lot. different, yeah, because it, it seems like, because the whole craft world goes in to the webway yeah right like you can transport your entire craft world in there and then move around that's like one of the strengths of the eldar yeah how they can get from place to place how they can meet up with their other craft worlds the ones that they know the locations of yeah, yeah. so but so th th think about this oh boy okay so you have 
Craft World 1 and Craft World 2. Yeah. And they both have gates. Okay. And Craft World 1 is like, oh my gosh, gonna go see my buddy Timmy on Craft World 2. Okay. So he, he enters the warp, or he enters the webway yeah. from his gate, travels through the webway. He has to exit it. How does he exit it at that craft world? Craft world within a craft world. <laughs> craft right? world all because, the way down? Because the gate that he's exiting yeah. is in that craft world. Yeah. Um, they don't, so is it, yeah, is it like a doorway from one craft world into another craft Yeah, yeah, world? like I don't think like that. You go in through the broom closet craft and then you come out on the other broom closet. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's what the ones on the actual craft world themselves are. But we're talking about, um, like there could be a giant webway portals just in the middle of space. There could be. And yeah. that's how they would actually physically move the entire that's, craft world. Yeah, okay. There, there's two to, real thoughts to it. One is that every gateway is a physical entrance way that you have to pass through. Yeah. The other one is that I we were thinking is it's like a reactor right. that just sucks you in, like vacuum style. Sure. Right? It kinda, I don't think it's like that, it's, but it's I can't think of any other way that an entire craft world could enter into the webway whenever they want. But we know that they do. Yeah. Right? Because the, how, are they going to so, construct a webway gate every time they want to enter in? No. I, I also think of it, too, <laughs> wow, we really got sucked into this topic. I like to think of it, too, as, like, um, when humanity makes, like, a warp jump, they open, like, a warp portal. So, like, if the Eldar need to do a webway jump, they can, like, manifest a warp, or, sorry, a, a webway portal. But, like, it's super difficult to do, and it's not permanent, where the ones, and, like, it would be tied to their actual location, where, um, like, their location in the galaxy, mm-hmm. where a webway portal is tied to a location in the webway, and doesn't matter where you are in the galaxy. So it's kind of, they can open up these big webway portals in order to get their entire ship places. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not permanent, yeah. and it takes a lot of effort to do. I'm just trying to think of like what it looks like in my brain. Just imagine with me. <laughs> Jeez. Just shimmering waves, distorted yeah. space. But yeah. Yeah, the webway topics are pretty cool. They but are. yeah. They they all have <laughs> access to the webway, which which is the only reason they've stayed unified even yeah. a little bit. Yeah. United. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing about that you need to know about craft worlds is their infinity circuits. Yeah, and it's basically built out of wraithbone. It's like the the superstructure of the ship, and which means it's psychically sensitive. Yeah, because it's built of warp energy. Yeah, like it can hold psychic charges. So when Eldar die, they go into the infinity circuit. Yeah, we'll get more into that in greater detail yeah. once we talk about a couple other small things. It's like a spaceship purgatory or something. It yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. So, uh, there's a couple more things we want to set up before we really dive into the infinity circuit, yeah. but every craft world has one, and it's like the most important thing to it, them. Yeah, it is the most important thing. So yeah. uh, the very last thing we're going to talk about right now for craft worlds is the Path of the Eldar. Yeah. So the Path of the Eldar, um, it's really an ideology set forth in order to help you uh, not fall to slash. Yeah. <laughs> really is what it is. So they, uh, after the fall, they realize, oh my gosh, like we can't just be free floaters anymore, just doing whatever the heck we want. So here's some discipline for you. Yeah. Right. So what would be a path? Path of the warrior. Yeah. Or 
What's another one? Give us some examples. There's like 10, and that's the only one I really know. <laughs> yeah, like there's other yeah. paths. Like you can be like an artisan. Like uh, like if you're on a craft world, uh, you might still be trained to like take up arms and to defend your world. Yeah. But your path might be that you're an engineer or you're a janitor or whatever. Like whatever it is that you're to do, yeah. there's like a path that you you're craft doing. craft beer. <laughs> Such a hipster. <laughs> Yeah, but the the whole reason is is so you don't give yourself to your emotions. Yeah, <laughs> the my god, emotions. So, so slanish, god yeah. of excess. Yeah, yeah. Focusing on a path, excess. No, uh, for sure. <laughs> Getting lost down the path, excess. Yeah, but it's controlled. Like is control. it? <laughs> it totally is. That's like otherwise whole... I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Right, because the 41st millennium is known for its great choices <laughs> of decision-making. But it's like rules and regulations and things to follow that focuses you to make sure that you're not going into excess, right? Yeah. Like, Except if you get lost. Yeah. Right. Right. Which would so be... So you can get lost on a Which path, would be excessive. Which <laughs> I guess would be excessive. But where you kind of lose yourself... In to the excess, <laughs> to the desire for more, for per- perfection in that path. No, that's what it is. Oh, I know. When I you know. get lost, and it's funny because, like, yeah, that's that's Slanesh. <laughs> that's Slanesh. Well, and the Eldar live for like thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they don't necessarily just stick with one path. They go through one, and then they take up another path, and then they devote yeah. themselves to that. And yeah. Now, do you think that uh, they only take up another path when they've fully, like, made the path that they're on, like, perfect? Like, I've become the perfect warrior, now I'm The fact on. that you're using the word perfection makes me think no. I would think when they're getting nervous, like a true Eldar, yeah. who, like, fully believes in the path in a way to avoid slanesh, yeah. would be that when he starts feeling like, I'm going too far down it. Uh-huh. I need to claw back. So then he goes and tries a different path. Okay. And he's like, I'm giving too much of myself. I'm at risk of losing myself in this path. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go to a different path. Okay. That would be more... It would be logical. Yeah. Well, because if, if they feel like they've mastered it, that would be someone who's lost down the path because they're giving so much to the path that yeah. they're losing sight of what the whole point of the path is. <laughs> and it's to remove your emotions from it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, like, there's scenarios, though, where, like, your boss comes in and is like, hey, Eric, great job on the path. <laughs> We're really going to need you on this other path now, though. Like, is it all just that they get to self-determine what path mm. they're following? Or is there some, like, hierarchy as well? See what saying, you're saying. Like, uh, we're going to need you over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, it like, might be, yeah. Just think about how many people, like, change their careers, right? Like, they start out, I'm really passionate about this, and then they're like, actually, I want to go and be a police officer or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's like kind of how I see it with the path, too. Yeah. Like, you start out with one, you're like, warrior is good, but then something changes and you're like, yeah, I want to be a model. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slanish. <laughs> oh, shoot, right. Yeah, but maybe they have a child and then they want to take up the path of a daycare worker. So. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think, though, that they're not super, like... They're not changing their path day to day. No, no. Year to year even, they're probably not no. changing They're probably it. spending decades. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. It, I, I like, don't think it's a casual thing. They have very right. long lives. Yeah. So they can devote as much time as they want to a path. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so that's gonna be what we're covering right now on Craft Worlds. We're, we're, we will step back to them. Yeah. But uh, now we're going to go to Exodites. Okay, so Exodites are also people who fled when uh, Slanish happened. They sled, fled even before, actually. Yeah. Even before Craft Worlds, I believe. They're the first. It depends first on ones. what you read on the Lexicanum. Some Lexicanums will say that Craft Worlds have been in. Uh, for a while, and some pages will say that craft worlds are brand new hmm. to the fall of the Eldar. Okay. I think I lean towards more, though, that they are most likely the first ones. The Exodites. Yeah. It does seem sure. like they were the first ones to come up and say, like, hey, what you guys are doing is not cool. <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You um, disagree? <laughs> well, no, because if you think that craft worlds have been around for you know, tens of thousands of years, there wouldn't have been Exodites at that point because the fall isn't happening. Hmm. So if the craft worlds have been around for a long time and they've just been floating from Crone World to Crone Worlds, right, back yeah. in the day, they would have existed before the Exodites. And but their purpose would have been different. It would have been, but but they would have seen the de- degradation of the society a lot better because a craft world might not visit a home world for a thousand years. I guess, and then they come back sure. and they're like, holy crap! Yeah, like you guys are... But so, so then they don't go back. Yeah. Right? So it depends on what you're reading. Doesn't really matter because they, the Exodites and the Craft Worlds are pretty separated. Yeah. They seem like they were the most vocal, though. Who, the, the Exodites? The yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right? Because like they're the, the ones taking a stand. The Craft Worlds like, didn't have a tie to the Crone Worlds. Yeah. Right? So. Um, yeah, so they're the ones who fled to different planets across the galaxy. On the edge. On the edge. And uh, they probably did it because they foreseen the birth of Slash. Well, they were having nightmares. They right? were having nightmares, yes. so they tried to just get away. And uh, they're kind of like hillbillies, really. Like, they just go to some <laughs> backwater planet and F sheep. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't think they do that. Uh, no. <laughs> Slanish. Why does it always go back to Slanish? But they basically take up a simple life. Like, yeah. they they're cut... Like the Amish. Yeah. The Amish Eldar. The Amish Eldar. They're, they're kind of like a, a hermit, hermit people. Almost. Yeah, yeah. They cut back on a lot of their technology um, just because it can lead you into problems. Yeah, because when, when you have your tech doing everything for you, you get lazy and yeah. your mind starts going to other things. Yeah. So that they're like they're escaping their desire for excess through hard work. Yeah. Uh, one thing that they did keep technologically, though, is the infinity circuit. Yeah. Which they call, do you remember? Uh, um, world the world spirit? spirit? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that's about... It's not their only technology. They also kept weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but... they, they have a they have a good mixture between work versus actually like supplying and protecting your tribe. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's how. Yeah, that would be a good way to say it. And the it's a very clan like system on like a as on an exodite world. Like you'll yeah. have a clan, and then part of that clan puts together to make a tribe, and then that tribe is all you get a bunch of tribes put together and, and they're ruled by a king so there is like a pretty set hierarchy but it is very community based as like an exodite um something really cool about exodites uh when they go to war they ride dinosaurs yeah they just have <laughs> dinosaurs on their planets like yeah. that's the coolest all thing of their about planets it. yeah all of dinos- them? no it's just that's oh. what it says yeah i like to think that they they, they only just... found dinosaurs <laughs> <They all. laughs> this is what we want this is... are there dinosaurs on this planet no, no. we're out Get get out. But the climate's perfect. No, <laughs> not matter. having it. No dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I like to think that whatever planet they are on, they take some beast and kind of form like a similar type of. Oh, they're uh, they're called Eldar. like dragon knights or something yeah. like that. So they right. they would also have camel knights, you know, like oh. that. Okay, I just ruined all Eldar. <laughs> um, but yeah, spider knights. Is that better? Kind of. That'd be kind of sweet. The dinosaurs are pretty sweet. They are sweet. Hard to compete with the dinosaurs. I know. Okay. Uh, they're. Like, between the Eldar, like, the Exodites themselves, yeah. uh, there is a lack of... Not a lack, but there's much less fighting. Yeah. They still do fight, and they'll even fight amongst themselves, but it's a very honorable thing. Like, uh, what I was reading, an Eldar would never steal the crops of another clan. Yeah. Right? Even if, like, that uh, like the clan... Though that clan, like, went to war into battle, hmm. and those crops are going to sit there for, like, a year. Yeah. The other clans, they don't touch it. Yeah. Even if they're fighting with that clan. Hmm. So there's... It's a very honorable thing. Um, and then... They're not being malicious. As and, little as possible. Yeah. 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 They're also, like... It seems more accepting. Like, if there's outcasts from the Eldar, yeah. you can go and join the Exodites. They'll yeah. accept you in. Really, it's just another path. I suppose it is, yeah. Right? Like, it's just the path of the Exodite. Like, path of the simpleton. Yeah. Well, like, don't they call it the path of the outcast, or is that something completely different? I never read that. Okay. Yeah. I think it's something different. But there it is, is, yeah. There's something to the path of the outcast. Yeah. But the, probably the most important thing to know about that is they still have the Wraithbone. They still have their world spirits. And the, the whole reason for this is in our next section called the Death of the Eldar. So what makes this Wraithbone... These infinity circuits, so important, is what happens when an Eldar dies. So when anything dies, it releases its spirit into the warp. But when an Eldar dies, he releases his spirit into the warp to get devoured by Slanesh. Yeah, Slanesh is the great enemy. Yeah. And all he does in the warp is seeks out uh, Eldar souls and eats them. Yeah. So... They need to find a way around that. Yeah, because they're just then feeding Slanish. Then it doesn't matter what you did in life, you're yeah. still feeding Slanish. Yeah. I, I had a quick question about Slanish. Yeah. Sure. I've heard Slanish referred to as a female a couple of times. Like when I've been reading about, like, she who thirsts. Yeah. Is like one of the terms for Slanish. Like, or is Slanish like genderless? Close your eyes, Jordan. <laughs> imagine with me. Now, close your eyes, Jordan, close your eyes. Okay, I'm close. Now, w- imagine what turns you on. That's what Slanish is to you. Now, when I close my eyes and picture what turns me on, right, that's what right. Slanish is to me. It's a wolf from Fenris. It's okay. a wolf from Fenris is what turns me on. Now, <laughs> so, Slanish, yeah, like, will find, like, what your deepest desires are and yeah. turn into that, so... For but, some, but it will the, be a woman. But, like, the society, especially the Eldar society, yeah. like, do they sort of refer to Slanish as a she? Yeah, okay. yeah. Just because women are evil, so you got to refer okay. to, like, the great evil as evil. <laughs> it's the Eldar, not me. I'm just... <laughs> I don't approve. Yeah. And women's rights group shut us down. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, you're, you are right. Like, uh... It is kind of like, it doesn't have a gender. But right. like, really, does Corn have a gender? Like, right, is right. there really any need for him to have a gender? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, there isn't. Sorry, just an aside. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. they do call her she who thirsts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if you don't want to feed Slanesh when you die, you need an alternate place for your soul to go. Yeah. And that is 
the whole purpose of the wraith bone. Yeah. So, let's say you're an Eldar, you are on a, a mission or whatever, and you die. If you're not near a wraith bone, you, you're done. Yeah, your soul is getting devoured by Slanesh. So they get around this by spirit stones, which weren't they created by like the Eldar pantheon? Uh, in their mythology, yes. Hmm. In their mythology, after the top pantheon god decreed that uh, the pantheon, the gods are no longer allowed to talk to the Eldar. Yeah. Uh, two of them, uh, Isha and Val? Val? I don't remember. There's two of Kronos, them. Kronos, I think. Was it? Hmm. No. Okay. No, it was definitely a V. Okay. Then Val, yeah. Yeah. So there were um, two of the pantheon gods who wanted to continue uh, kind of leading the Eldar and like guiding them and they created the spirit stones as a way to communicate with them uh to get away from the fact that they're not allowed to appear to the eldar anymore. yeah so, that, so and they, that's that's according to mythology yeah right yeah but right now what they do is so these these uh crystals they describe as are basically a soul trap when they die they absorb the psychic presence of an Eldar yeah. into the stone. Yeah. So it doesn't go to the warp. It does not go to the yeah. warp. So then after battle, uh, the survivors can walk around, pick up the soul stones of the dead, and take them back to the infinity circuit. Yeah, which is the wraith bone. And then when they get, they'll take the spirit stone, and they will put it on the wraith bone, where it gets absorbed by the wraith bone, and the soul of the Eldar um, goes in, and then that stone continues to grow. Yeah. In the in the wraith. What when we were talking about that yesterday, it kind of like was like a weird thought to me. But I just I imagine things like growing from like like plants, like hanging from <laughs> a wraith bone and slowly getting bigger. Yeah, in the spirit stone. Because when they pull the stone back out, yeah, how do they know which stone they're going for? <laughs> but I, I I see it more as like you know when you have like a precious gem and you'd like set it into like a piece of jewelry. Yeah, that it's more like that. Like you take the gem and you place it into the wraith bone and it stays there and you mm. know like that's it, Eric. Yeah, that's it. And I <laughs> put him there. Little plaque. Yeah, you put a little yeah. like Eric, you know, and then. But your, like, spirit then goes into... Because I'm touching it. And, yeah, it absorbs. Because it's, it's like, uh, conductive, right? Yeah. It's like a current that goes through it. So your yeah. spirit then moves through it. And then if we need you again later, then we just call you out. Because there's some sort of, like, calling, psyker kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, we get you back into your gem and then yeah. pop that off. So the only thing is it says they grow. So, like, now this is what I'm thinking. So we go back to what the spirit stone is. It's a, isn't it made? It's a crystal. Yeah. But it has like psychic properties, so it can actually like maybe like get absorbed, like, um, kind of like how the wraith bone is made out of warp energy. Uh, what what did we say? Yeah, yeah. solidified yeah. warp. Solidified warp energy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe these crystals are also made of like solidified warp energy. No, not at all. They're they're from, they're from the Kron worlds. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's why they're they're really rare right now. Okay. Is because the only way to get them is to go back to the Kron worlds, which are in the Eye of Terror. Okay. So that scraps my idea then. It's too bad. Because I was thinking, yeah, then it literally does get absorbed into the Wraith Bone, and then it can like. Since it's just energy, it can form back when you do need it. But that would have been, yeah, kind of like a materialization, yeah, right? But yeah, I like to me it more. I more think of like they somehow I they attach this crystal to the wraith bone, and then this crystal just 
germinates and grows, and then when they yeah. need it, they'll pluck it out, put it in a wraith lord or whatever. Yeah. So when it says it grows, like I don't know if it's give a f- more information. No, nothing. But interesting. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so what's what's a wraith lord? <laughs> wow, Mark. Hey, thank you for asking. Good question. Great question. I know what it is. <laughs> don't, don't give me that degrading voice of yours. Uh, so a, a Wraith Lord, it's really just a mechanical structure that... Mm. Is it? It's made out of Wraith bone. Yeah, okay. So. Well, then there's no there's no tech in it at all? No, there is, but it, oh, okay. the, the key thing is it's made out of Wraith yeah. bone. Yeah, so it's a separate structure uh, that when let's say the craft world is like in dire need or dire straits or, or it's being attacked and you know all the souls that you've collected are at danger of dying and being sucked away by slanesh they will pluck their like great warriors out of the wraith bone they'll call them back to their spirit stones take yep. the spirit stone put it in a wraith lord and then this wraith lord then animates with the soul of that great warrior yep. to who's called upon to defend or attack, right? It, yeah, like it's su- it's sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the crazy thing too is like literally any Eldar who's died and can go into the Infinity Circuit, they can call out and gain their knowledge and talk to them and commune yeah. with them. So it's really like you don't die, essentially. Yeah, like your your body sure is yeah. dead, but now you have like you're in this collective of knowledge yeah. and like I don't know psychic presence to where now you can just grow and think and offer advice to people and yeah and really this is the only jordan's right when he said purgatory because this is the only afterlife that the eldar know now yeah because if they go into the warp which normally they would and and they would just join their energy to the warp yeah uh they would go there and slanish would eat them yeah which then is like eternal torment right like it's not just like you're gone it seems like it's like yeah yeah it seems more like yeah slowly being fed on or like yeah Yeah. it's not just you're gone i always assumed it was gone like you cease to exist you become a part of slanesh's power yeah i think there's something like torturous about it though i mean it might be torturous in the in the process of being consumed by a chaos god right but my understanding was you you're not just always around for the next no you're gone yeah right like when when a Mm. chaos god absorbs you like Mm. you don't retain any kind of individuality it's just your energy is transferred to them yeah that's more my understanding okay so the question now is we're talking about it do you think when they take um an Eldar spirit from the Infinity Circuit, do you think they degrade over time? Like, yeah. yeah. No, that was what I just was like oh, remembering yeah. <laughs> our, co- our question, my question of that. Yeah, like, so do you think there's a limit to the amount of times they can take them out? Or is it like... There seems like there'd have to be some sort of limitations. Otherwise, why don't they just have like a billion... I have an answer for that one. Wraith Lords. And it's the fact that Spirit Stones are super rare and they can break. Yeah, but not easily. Doesn't seem. I mean, there was examples if, in there. If there like, is a risk that your the housing of your spirit sure breaks, is it worth pulling them out just to play baseball with? <laughs> sure, sure. Right. What a way to go! Baseball to the spirit still. <laughs> right. That's no, all. That makes but, sense yeah, though, because yeah. yeah, I guess if you're an Eldar and you're going out to war, you're at risk of dying, but you know your spirit's still going to be there. But when you are a spirit in a wraith lord and you're piloting your. Uh, machine around 
then there's a risk that you're you're gone for good. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you might have been around for ten thousand years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, gone. Done. Yeah. So, but it's the process of let's say if there was no risk of of your spirit stone dying, if Mark's soul is in a spirit stone. And I put it in the wraith bone, and then I pull it out and put it in, pull it out, pull it in, pull it out, pull it in, pull it out. Will What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> uh, is there is there a degradation of the soul that yeah. happens in the transference between the wraith bone sure. and the spirit stone? So like energy is lost, right? Well, entropy, right? Everything builds up eventually, and everything yeah. degrades. Nothing lasts forever. Hmm. So the question then is, would it's more like, do you lose a little bit of yourself? Yeah. That is something to think about. I don't know if they clarify either way, but... I don't think that... Uh, I couldn't find anything that says they do. I mean, do you lose a little bit of yourself when you join, like, the hive mind almost of you're living in the ship, and then we yeah. call out Mark again? Is it, like... Is it really Mark? Is it 100% of Mark? I yeah. suppose. How much has Mark changed from this? Hmm. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of it, that, that, But yeah. that's an okay. interesting thought, like, the fact that, like, how much of Mark has changed. Like, if you're, if you're one person, and then all of a sudden you join this collective... That's been around for thousands of years with potentially millions of souls in this one thing. And all of a sudden you exist on the same reality that these people do. And you just boom, instant knowledge absorption. So it's like this. So before I go in, love 40K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come out. I'm an Age of Sigmar guy now. (laughs) Oh, Very similar to to what I am, but just slightly perverted now. (laughs) Perverted? (laughs) No, but like that's an interesting thought. Like. If Mark were to die, he goes into the spirit stone, and the very next day we decide to call on him, that's not Mark anymore. Like, it's sure. he's changed, which is a cool thought. Yeah. It does seem like a very Eldar kind of thing, though, to have this group consciousness where, like, they have to be able to get along enough. I guess they're all from the same craft world. Yeah. Because each craft world has their own infinity, infinity circuit. circuit. Yeah. yeah. So, but, like, to have that group consciousness that then they can talk to, like, where you're not, like squabbling with other minds and you're well, I just like, I feel like you're past that yeah you know like would you be though I, at I, your core yeah I don't if know. I, I stick both will. Eric and Mark inside an infinity circle <laughs> yeah, yeah. now you guys get along now okay. you're not squabbling like each you, other. you laugh you laugh but I truly think uh, that like it, when you mingle with someone on that kind of level like then you understand because there's a difference between Mark telling me about, like, a, the wretched day he had at work or how much he hates his life. And, oh. like, I have, yeah, like, spirits a... Spirits are mingling. <laughs> I have, like, They're a... They're all in and... I have a Okay, so chapter. next topic. No. I don't like where this one's going. <laughs> okay, okay Mark, so you're trapped in the Infinity Circle with Eric <laughs> till the end of time. What do you do? I, well, I, I kill myself. Kill myself. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, and that's what makes the Wraith Bone and the craft world so important. Yeah, so the they will there's... fight to, like, the bitter end over their craft worlds yeah. because... It's the collection of their race, right, right? Yeah. as it is. So. The most valuable thing that they have. Yeah. yeah, is all these souls, because all they know is that, like, A, if this disappears, it all goes to Slanesh. Yeah. And no one wants that. Yeah. No one wants to feed this great enemy. Okay, um, before we get into the Dark Eldar, we are going to talk about something that pertains only to craft worlds, really. And a little bit to the Exodites. A little bit to everyone. 
Well, because yeah, the Exodites are they are also right. They have their world spirits. Yeah, yeah. But no, why would it pertain to the Dark Eldar? They don't contribute. Um, in forty k. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear about it. I know, I know. They they do align themselves with what we are going to talk about. So. Okay, so Anyways. there is a prophecy, understanding, a hope, yeah, a, a right. new hope, some would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the potential end game of the Infinity Circuits yeah. is the birth of a new Chaos God. I use the word, well, I don't use the word Chaos God, right. but okay, Warp God, God is yeah. a better term. Eldar God. But even that, right. what's an Eldar god? Ah. I know, he's not a member of the Pantheon. Uh, yeah, so uh, a new warp god. And basically their hope is that eventually they get enough of their, their race together that they can create a new warp being to fight off Slanesh. And this being's called... You need... You need some of this power. <laughs> what is that? Were you, were you holding that in for a very long time? No, it literally just came to me over the past two weeks. <laughs> Tweaking it slightly, trying different accents with it. Yeah, like Practice, the Jamaican one. Practicing in front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> no, his name is Enid. Yeah. and uh, The death god. Yeah, the god of death. And their hope is that, yeah, they once the entire Eldar race dies, this can be born, and then... Or some of the race, most of the race. I'm getting yeah. shrugs. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Does he you was... need a she. I thought that was the whole. Is it a he? Oh, you don't. Know. I think once I again, it it's woman, like. Does it really matter it, to an Eldar? Sure. To, to a warp sure. being, even like. Yeah. But uh, they can change it. Will. Yeah. So I know in 40k, Yanid has just had a huge plot twist or fluff change. Yeah. Which when we get to 40k Eldar stuff, we'll we'll talk more about yeah. that. But as for of right basically now, for ten thousand years. Since they since birthed, the fall, yeah. Since they burst Slanash, they made the Infinity Circuits. They've been kind of whispering and talking about the birth of this new. It's the, God. it's the the reason. It's their hope. Yeah. Right. right? It's yeah. what they're building. Like their it, only hope is to defeat Slanesh. Yeah. yeah. And if that doesn't happen, then they have to continue this forever collecting, yeah, staying putting on the souls worlds. in the yeah. Infinity Circuit. So yeah, yeah. Which it, it, so there's. At this point, there's kind of two schools of thought. One is that you need will just arise when he's ready. The other one is that you can expedite the process and dun, dun, speed dun, dun, it up. Dun, dun. Yeah. Which would just be the death of all the Eldar. <laughs> and that's what happens in 40k. All the Eldar <laughs> die, but they're, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them off your shelves. Yeah. So that that's one, like the whole, like, you know, you... That's you're on the craft world. You protect the wraith bone, and the reason you protect the wraith bone is because that's where your soul is going to go. Yeah. And then the reason you want all the souls there is because at some point you want enough energy gathered to birth you need. Yeah. Um, I read this article a long time ago. I I can't even recall who wrote it, but it was like a games workshop. Like, an author wrote it, mm-hmm. but it was not an official Games Workshop piece of lore. Okay, But it was like a Games Workshop employee who wrote a lot of Eldar books or whatever. But he, he wrote more about like the culture of Eldar and sure. like he went into like even details about like their finances and stuff like that. And it was pretty sweet and I tried to find it. I tried and I looked and I couldn't find it for today. But gosh darn it. Hey. One day I would like to talk about it. Like, well, I love any of those in-depth ones. Exactly, that, like, like, and that's one of the crazy things about 40k. Like, it's not just a tabletop war game. Like, they 
people have gone into great details about like the currency or like yeah like how does trading work exactly what like, kind of what are the interspecies relations between yeah, the two of exactly. them yeah exactly like because there, the there are some races there's some races that don't fight other races yeah right there are some that wish for like unity and peace in the Wait, galaxy can you name one tau tau is willing to accept races into their fold they are not peaceful <laughs> <laughs> all right save it save it for later <laughs> yeah um but Tower yeah more willing to make alliances sure but the empire is not the imperium regardless <laughs> um, my empire i i would like to try to find that article one day and then we can touch more on like the the actual like more intricacies intricacies of the culture of the culture yeah but as for now like yeah, that's Craft World. That's Exodites. Um, that's the Eldar race right now, where they're kind of sitting, and that's where they've been for the past ten thousand years. Yeah. Uh, well, those are the good Eldar people. Those are the good ones. <laughs> yeah. So the the third split really from are the, called the bad Eldar. Yeah, the bad bad boys. Bad boy Eldar. <laughs> yeah. No, the dark Eldar. Um, they also have like an actual name too, called the Drakari or Drakin. Drakari. Why is that familiar? Oh, isn't that like a Game of Thrones guy? Like the Caldor Dr- Cal Drago? Drogo? D- <laughs> oh, hmm. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know where um, you're going with this. Khaleesi? No, that, no. That yeah, who, who does he, he she marry like in the very first season? And, like, Cal the, Drogo. Yeah, and like yeah. what's his tribe? Aren't they like the Drakari or something like that? I think so. The Horse Lords? Yeah. Anyways, do Dothraki. Were, Dothraki, okay. Dakari, Dothraki. Don't okay. look at me and smile, Peter. And, no, okay. And no, I'm like, tribute I got nothing. I got nothing here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they do have a separate name. Um, They're just references the, the, to the Dark Eldar. Yeah, the everything has, like, two names. They got, like, their... Common and High Gothic. Yeah, or Common and then what the race actually calls sure, themselves. Yeah. So, like, e- even the Eldar, I, f- I forget how to say it, but it's, like, Eldari... Is like what the Eldar actually. Ooh. Very, wow. I know. <laughs> Their secret name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Fine, never mind. Spoken. I don't want to share anymore. <laughs> Spoken only in whispers. <laughs> if he spoke it louder than a whisper, it would be lost. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the, so dark, the dark Eldar. Yes. Okay, so the Dark Eldar, um, they resided on a craft world. And this is one of the reasons why I think that the craft worlds existed before the Exodites. Did they reside on yeah, the craft Yeah, It's a craft world? I thought it was like just a city built in the webway. Fortress city built in the webway. Yeah, I don't think it was a craft world. No? No. All right. I swore that I read it was... It's a, possible. A uh, craft world, but it's fine. Yeah. So maybe they, craft worlds have joined onto it, like it was a city and craft world joined onto it, or it was a craft world and then cities joined around it, but whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to think of why they were safe. Because they were in the webway. In the webway, yeah. Yeah. And so, Komagra was around... Komagra? What? No, Dothraki? Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> Komorog. Komagra. Yeah, perfect. Mardi Gras. <laughs> what? <laughs> and words! <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were around even during the fall of uh, Slanesh. Yeah. Uh, before. And they formed, like, pleasure cults. And they would go into Cormagra, which is in the webway, and they would like form these like pleasure cults and start doing like weird stuff. Say it. Weird stuff. Butt stuff. Always butt stuff. <laughs> Why is it always butt stuff? 
Yeah, the like um, they they were contributing to Slanesh by being a, a pleasure cult, really. Yeah. A- anything that anything in excess, anything, right? Yeah. So, um, but when the Eye of Terror happened and Slanesh exploded into being, yeah, they were saved from his psychic scream, yeah, by being in the webway. Exactly. But they didn't change. They stayed in <laughs> stayed their, with the butt stuff. Yeah, they stayed in their pleasure cult ways. Yeah, but this had a great toll on them, um, both physiologically and also when they die. Yeah. So physiologically, they they started to like um, their skin t- started to like go translucent, translucent. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple other things. Do you recall? Uh, yeah. They are stronger and faster than a regular yeah, Eldar. Yeah, yeah, But a lot of that has to do with the gladiatorial pits, hmm. right? Just the fact that so many years have passed that yeah. they've kind of just evolved stronger and faster. Uh, yeah, because one s- of their big things is fighting where a regular craft Eldar, Eldar only fight when they have to. They're not fighting because they want to. Yeah, they're not fighting for any purpose other than, like, the defense of their... Yeah, where Dark Eldar thing. is fighting because they like it. Yeah. Um, so... When an Eldar dies, Slanish feeds on their soul. And this happens to Dark Eldar, too. Yeah, because they're Eldar. Yep, they're Eldar. And throughout an, a Dark Eldar's lifetime, like, Slanish is slowly feeding on their soul. Yeah, and, and part of that just has to do with the fact that their everyday actions feed into Slanesh. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, yeah Eldar, Slanesh is slowly just sucking off their life force. Until they become a withered old husk and yeah. basically die. And to get around that... They will do crazy things. <laughs> they yeah. they will basically go go and capture souls of other people and absorb those souls. Yeah, they'll drink the souls. Drink the souls, and then that way they have more soul life or yeah, whatever. So they replenish their own soul yeah. energy through other people. Yeah, or through torturing people or through whatever crazy way to get a soul there is. And that's why these the Dark Elder have become like pirates and raiders and... More, more than like, they're not trying to build like a galactic empire. Or no, anything like that. they have nothing they, beyond sustaining their own soul. Yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it's like it. That's grim dark. Yeah, it makes me think like eating other people or eating other people's souls just to then have your soul fed on by a warp. Have being. you heard of the emperor? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The God Emperor? <laughs> the God Emperor. Uh, but yeah, like the, the whole thing about these guys is that the only way for them to exist yeah. without getting sucked away into oblivion is to just continue feeding and continue feeding on these souls. Yeah. Right. So it's, a, it's almost like nihilism of 40k. Yeah. Like the their only purpose is to survive. There's no like yeah, the, there's no yeah. moral code that yeah. they like it's all just about me, me, me. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing that Games Workshop has officially stated is like in Cormagra the city, the official currency is souls. Like, oh, really? So you want to go buy a loaf of bread? That will <laughs> cost you one soul. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's it, kind of sweet. It, like, it do they bottle them up? Like, I, 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 I like just... to think that it's just like uh, they just have like a slave train behind them. Like they got. Oh. Like, but like, here's your one soul, and they push for this scrawny imperial citizen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Because they do the way they do it is they raid yeah. out of the webway into real space. They capture merchant vessels or whatever. They go to planets. They take people and then they leave. Yeah. And then they torture these slaves and eventually consume their souls. Yeah. And that that's what the thirst is. It, it's 
called like the thirst, like an Eldar thirst, a dark Eldar thirst for the souls of others yeah. because his soul is slowly being sucked off. Yeah. So. And and that's how they get a wet around. <laughs> I said it like four times and no one has joked about it yet, so I thought we were past that. It just sounded so bad. Anyway. Jordan's always like three sentences behind what we we're saying. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's how the Eldar basically avoid being eaten by Slaadash. The Dark Eldar. Or, yeah, sorry, the Dark yeah. Eldar. So what's interesting, too, is yeah. that um, when you take in a soul, when you, like, absorb, eat the soul of another being, oh, yeah, yeah. it reverses the aging process. Yeah, yeah. So if you eat enough souls, time will never touch you. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. Right? They're immortal, because they're, like, it's literally, there's that movie where uh, people traded time, right? Time was the currency. Oh, I remember that, yeah. That's what I think of when I see this, like. I guess, really, when it comes down to it, like, yeah, I'll give you this soul, which gives you a process. Which will give you this many one years. One year, yeah. Right? Like, mm. that's so cool. But mm. I like I like to think of, like, there's, uh, say, like, a mob boss yeah. in, like, the Dark Eldar, and he's sitting on his chair, and he's all like, very old. <laughs> Why? Bring me the souls. <laughs> and then, like, his henchmen bring him, like, souls. And these, like, beings are, like, scattered around his chair. And all of a sudden, he, like, goes and, like, slits all their throats and drinks their essence. And then as, You like, like to think this, huh? In front of his... <laughs> and then just in front of your eyes, he slowly just, like, changes to, like, this vibrant... The wrinkles, yeah, disappear. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. sweet to me. It is pretty wild. Yeah. They'll live forever if they have enough souls to, to absorb. Yeah. Which is... Nice. <laughs> Real nice. Real nice, yeah. But an interesting thing about the Dark Eldar, another one would just be the fact that they are better than regular Eldar. Stronger, yeah. faster. Oh, oh, okay. I can't believe we didn't mention this. Oh? No Dark Eldar psychers. Yeah, and I guess there's a pretty obvious reason. Can anyone guess why you wouldn't want an Eldar psyker or Dark Eldar psyker who taps into the war? You can't use Google, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no thoughts? None? None? You don't want to attract the attention of Slanesh. If you're tapping into the warp, yeah. you're going to attract Slanesh. And then there's... Especially as an Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where, uh, as a... Well, as a Dark Eldar. Especially as yes, a Dark as Eldar. as a Dark Eldar. As an Eldar, they have spirit stones and wards and stuff and more protection against that. Yeah. So they, they are heavily yeah. psychic. As, a, as dark a Dark Eldar, Eldar, you already have that connection to Slanesh because he's yeah. constantly sucking off your energy. Yeah. Right, which I never knew about that until we talked yesterday. Oh, that he was constantly feeding. No, yeah. no, no, no. That they didn't have any. Uh, well, psychers. okay. So they psychers will exist. Yeah, yeah. But they it is suppress it. They don't actively yeah. use their power. It's one of the only rules in Komarag is that any kind of warp touching is absolutely forbidden. Yeah, and that's probably the only rule. Like, yeah, you can do anything else you want. Yeah, just don't risk the rest of us. Y- you by wanna, drinking you wanna just flay someone alive and rip all their skin off in the middle of the street? Sure, no problem. I get it. You're just, you're just living. You wanna grow a flower garden? Yeah, you're just living. <laughs> yeah, just living. But you wanna touch the warp? We'll kill you. Yeah, not allowed. Yeah, which is, it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but they don't need the warp though. Because any, uh, any other thoughts on? Craftworld, yeah. Exodites, Dark Eldar. Uh, what about the Farseers? We're talking about uh, how sure. you can be lost on a path. Yeah. Uh, so one of the paths is that you can be uh, the path of the Seer yeah. or the Witch Path. And uh, then they can be Farseers. Yeah. That's who, a lost. 
If you yes. if you lose your way down the path of the seer, you become a far seer. Hmm. Which is a little bit yeah, it's hard to understand when you're talking about because lost they're on still the accepted. Path. That just means like you've given yourself so much to the path. Yeah. Which could be a negative, but in this case can be a It's a necessity, really. Yeah. And what does a farseer do? So then they tap in to the infinity circuit, the bone. Yeah stuff yeah <laughs> and uh but then they can look into the future and they see possibilities they see ways that the eldar could go and then they use that to direct their craft world their people hmm. whatever so that they know the right way to go and not the wrong way to go yeah now here's the question do you think they're actually tapping into the future or do you think they're almost looking at the past so they go into the infinity circuit and they have 10,000 billion years of Eldar's lives at their disposal so they can see possible outcomes like, oh, Jimmy here sure. did this. Yeah, I, I think that going looking into the real future is very vague. Like yeah. the Emperor would do that actually quite frequently yeah. is he would look into the future and he would try and find out what's the best one. Uh, the Age of Strife and the Horus Heresy really limited his ability to do that with warp storms. Yeah. But I more think that when an Eldar is looking into the, uh, Farseer is looking into the future, they're drawing on the culmination of millions of years of knowledge. Hmm. And, and, and they're drawing... Not only knowledge, but psychic energy. And psychic energy. Sure. And they're drawing conclusions based hmm. on it. Sure. So they're making, like, projections about, like, based on the information, yeah. hmm. it would probably... This seems more dangerous... This seems like it would be a bad path to take. But yeah. This seems like there's a better probability of success right. yeah. in this direction. It's just that not how many people can actually go into the infinity circuit and retain their identity. Sure, right? but these are the most powerful That's what I'm psychers saying. for the Eldar. Yeah, like not anyone can do this. Right. Like you, you couldn't and just... And they give themselves to it as yeah. well. <clears throat> but it is, it seems to be attributed to like the success of the Eldar is because of the Farseers... Who do this? Yeah, that they can navigate around some potential disasters or avoid some uh, conflicts or things that would hurt their people. Yeah, like <laughs> they they go onto a planet and they're like, "There's going to be a battle here," and they put a rock down, just what seems like a random spot. But then during the battle, the guy who's about to shoot the farseer trips on that rock and sure. he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 stuff yeah. like that but it, it, it's the whole like when you have enough knowledge drawing conclusions is simple right if you're able like even even you and i like we look at the outside and you know you see dark clouds it's gonna rain right but it's gonna rain <laughs> thank you ollie <laughs> uh but right when you have so much knowledge it's not a leap to make projections about things like that so Sure. And for them, they becoming lost on the path, they can. there's a cost to it as well, where at first their bodies will become dormant, and they're just kind of shut down their bodies. And eventually, because, because they've given themselves, it's like their whole life. Because they spent their in. Yes. They've tapped into the grid yeah. of the infinity circle. They're circuit. like in circuit. They're in there, and they're neglecting their body, which then goes into like hibernation, dormant mode. And then eventually will even crystallize into, like, their tree glades yeah. that they have. Becomes, like, <laughs> a monument to this, like, lost Farseer who's now yeah. given themselves for their people. Which is, which is so cool. Like, 
they'll they just sit and it, I just a picture like an L, it looks like an elder is meditating. Sure. Right. They've got these like crazy robes on. They look so peaceful, and eventually you just see like tink, little crystal grow on the face, <laughs> and then you come back a couple years later. And an entire shoulder has turned to crystal, and until that Eldar's body is just completely crystal. Wild. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's just one other thing I want to talk about with sure. the Eldar, and it's... So you look at, like, a normal Eldar warrior. Yeah. They have the giant, elongated <laughs> helmet. But then when you look at an Eldar without their helmet on... Just normal-sized head. Uh-huh. So what's the deal with the giant helmet? Is it really just for their top-knot ponytail <laughs> so they can keep it in there, have it protected with a helmet? Because they look so cool. You're like, oh, the Eldar, giant heads. You and think they're going to be like, of like the cone, cone head heads. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then they take off their helmet. No, just a normal head. Yeah. Oh, just they got regular, pointy ears. But yeah, elf, space elf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go around the room. Eric, why do they have pointy heads? Um, pointy helmets. I really think um, it's a focal point for psychic energy. Okay. Right? Like, so they're constantly giving off psychic energy with yeah. every, everything that <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. and it traps it there in battle. It's like a prism. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then when they're ready to do something, it's just like, just a little like ball of energy appears above them, and then uh, that's the that's, whole reason. That's why. Okay, Jordan, yeah. why? Oh, it's uh, definitely just a style choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some people wear baggy pants, some yeah, people yeah, wear pointy yeah. hats. Peter? Yeah. I have no idea. That's, oh, why, I'm that's, you, oh, that's okay. why I've come to the experts. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the official reason why they have pointy helmets is because they have massive egos. <laughs> so they trap their... E- or They need space for their massive egos, yeah. and it's in their helmet. I just think it's when they're standing in the crowd of regular Eldar, yeah. they need to stand out. <laughs> So, like, someone's like, I'm on the path of the warrior. Ah. Now, here's the other thought, too. Are they, like, uh, space marines, where it's, like, the bigger shoulder pads you have, the more important you are? The bigger helmet you have? <laughs> yeah, The more important you are? <laughs> they see the Pope and they're like, oh, that's a nice that's hat. A, that's a 20-foot-tall hat. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> How does he even get through doors? <laughs> uh, yeah. A- anything else we want to chat about the, the Eldar? No. I just want to say, I think the Harlequins are so cool. I know you guys talked about them in the fall of the Eldar, uh, but they do seem like the coolest. What, what's your, your favorite part about them? Like, what catches your eye? I like that they're, they're telling, like, the history of their people. So they're, yeah. like... Uh, and they will tell it to other races as well. Like, they'll go out and yeah, that is kind perform. Of, they'll do yeah, their dance. Because it's deep. so important to them that everybody know, like, of what happened with Slanesh and the danger that's there. So I like that they're performers and they're historians, but then they're also, like, awesome warriors. Yeah. And then I'm really drawn to that whole idea of the Black Chaos Library uh, yeah. that's in the webway that they protect. Yeah. And how there's demons and space marines or whoever that are trying to get there yeah and they're stopping them at all costs yeah because uh, that holds like all the sweet knowledge that they've had that tells their history and everything else yeah so they like to share their history but only little bits of it that's right <laughs> well you can't share too much because just imagine the knowledge they have that's been passed down from the old ones yeah the slan right yeah like that's unfathomable yeah, and they're considered to be the deadliest warriors of yeah. the Eldar. One of my new favorite changes to tabletop is that 
uh, people actually have movement values now, whereas before it's like, if you have two legs, you move six inches. Six inches, yeah. Where, like, now it's like, Dark Eldar move. I don't know, because I haven't really played much of Eighth. Sure. Don't quote us! <laughs> don't quote me, but, like, an Eldar might move eight, where a Harlequin might move ten, you know? It just makes them, like, feel like they're actually that quick, acrobatic thing. Sure. As opposed to, oh, yeah, they're super quick. I move six inches just like that guardsman next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a cool tweak. That's uh, all. Like that Terminator. Like that ter- that slow, bulky Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that Dreadnought. Because, yeah, like, yeah, it, it is sweet to, like, just close your eyes and think of, like, Circus Soleil. But then they have guns and they're all fighting each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> seems pretty cool. I can't picture anything cooler. <laughs> yeah. I like the Harley Quinn. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm more like the Black Library. That's... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But just, like, they protect it at all costs. That's There's some pretty sweet sweet lore there. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think that about wraps up... Uh, Main topic? Yeah, where the Eldar is sitting at. Okay, so then we're finished on Eldar. For today's Tales from the Warp, we're going to discuss uh, something else that is, again, this this is outside lore, outside canon. This is what we think. So, Mark. So today we're going to talk about the 52-step plan on how to make the Eldar the galactic supremacy of the galaxy. Step yeah. one. Yeah. Go for it. What's step one of our... <laughs> oh, sh- this is an extreme comprehensive list that Mark apparently has previously uh, oh, no. prepared. So I didn't think I'd get called out on actually coming up with... <laughs> I'm assuming that each one has subsections as well. Um, so I'd love to hear your uh, 52-step program, Mark. <laughs> out with it step number one come up with a plan <laughs> step two write plan down <laughs> step three organize said plan <laughs> uh okay so in all reality that is what we're talking about we're talking yeah. about what would it take for the eldar to step outside of their existence in craft world from becoming a dying race yeah. to becoming <clears throat> the predominant race in the galaxy yeah. because as like an individual they are the best there's no race that is better than them. Yeah. As an individual, as a whole, they suck right now. They're suffering. So, what's it going to take? So, I'll mention the most current thing, which I think is definitely going to help the Eldar race, and that's the birth of Yanid in 40k. So, it's, it's just a, a focal point for the Eldar to draw to. So, it's, regardless of. They need a win. They need a win. <laughs> gotta celebrate they the gotta small st- ones. <laughs> Stop birthing gods only, and take a win. Yeah. The only reason, like, I agree that yeah. that would be a big stepping stone for them. Yeah. But there's a drawback to that. Sure. The more powerful, because you want you need as powerful as possible. Yeah. Because it needs to beat Slanesh. Yeah. The only way to give you need power is for more Eldar to die. So if you want to make him as powerful as possible, the Eldar need to die. I don't so, think just the Eldar, but they would help the most. Well, they're they're the only ones creating him. Well, he's created now, and like he he he'll like suck souls out of other beings and stuff now. Okay. At least on tabletop, he does. Okay. Yeah, like from but, what I was like, he's not created. He has an avatar. Yeah. And the yeah. avatar is even lost or whatever yeah. in Kane or whatever. So. But. All I'm saying is that the, the more powerful, like, if they wanted to make him more powerful, Eldar need to die. Yeah. And if all the Eldar die to make him <laughs> as powerful as possible, where are they now? Okay, so back to step one. Yeah. Step one, I think it is, 
unify the Eldar. Yeah, yeah. And bring, that was... bring the Exodites back into the fold. Give them technology. Give them, like, get them off of their own worlds and say, look, you're part of this craft world now. And then combine the craft worlds into a unified front. Because right now, like, they are, they have, like, alliances with each other, but they're separate. Yeah. Like, there's no need for, like, and craft worlds will fight amongst themselves. I think that'd be a very, 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 very rare circumstance that they would actually come to blows with each other. I mean, the Exodites do it. They're a little different, though. I, I Those are more like minor skirmishes, though. Yeah, right? like, people still die. Well, sure, but it's 40K. People die doing <laughs> anything. But I, I'm more like they need a leader. Yeah, they need some sort of unified front. Yeah, that's to me, It's that's always going to be step number one. Yeah. Division breeds chaos and disunity, and, and so as soon as soon as you have differing goals between the Eldar, you're not going for the same thing, it'll never work, because there's less power. So how long have the Exodites been doing their own thing, though? 12,000 years. Yeah. So, like, how, how easy is it going to be to take a, a people that have been <laughs> hanging out on planets for 12,000 years and be like... Hey, we're going to take your dinosaurs away. Right, yeah. <laughs> Come live in space with us, you know. <laughs> Maybe not is it, easy. Because that seems like that's going to be a really... Is that a necessary step, I guess? Yes. Like, when you're talking about unification, does it have to be, like, we're all on the same team here, go Team Eldar? Or is it like, no, we're all, like, living in closer proximity? You need everyone contributing to the same infinity circuit. What, why just to that? Just so for that, you need, yeah, but so to me, you need like is more of a focus point, like so you need's whole purpose is to destroy Slanesh, right? Yeah, that's not gonna make him a galactic player. Like, well, no, they are, that's not gonna give him galactic supremacy if they destroy Slanesh. Yeah, but you need won't cease to exist when when Slanesh is gone. I I know, but like also. Also, just for the commonality. Yeah. Really. Well, and like, that, to me, is the bigger part. Like, the, one yeah. of the only reasons why the Imperium did so well is because the Emperor forced them to work together. Yeah. You have another example. Orcs. When all of a sudden, the Beast sure. comes and forces them to work together, they go on a wog that will decimate the galaxy. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. all about... When the Necron were fighting the Old Ones, they, they were having their civil wars and they yeah. banded together to fight the Old Ones. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, yeah. you yeah. got you so got to have that the is, unity. That is step one. The yeah. moral of 40k. Work what we together? can do if we just work together. And destroyed everyone is else who blown. isn't like us. <laughs> no, that, to um, me, step one. So... Instantly. Yeah, step one for sure. But... That's not going to be enough. Like, no, there still no. isn't enough of them to then conquer the galaxy. Even if all of them were on the exact same page, yeah. on the exact same everything, I don't. that still wouldn't be enough. So right. what do you think step two would be? Uh, if you don't have one, I got one. Okay, go for it. Kill the Emperor. Just kill him. Somehow infiltrate through the webway portal that he made, or send some type of Harlequin to go kill him. Why? Would... I don't know why I say such yeah. a thing. <laughs> yes. Because Eldar right now are the main player in the galaxy. They they got people everywhere doing everything. Eldar? No, sorry, humanity. Oh, okay. That, yes, um, that makes more sense. They got people everywhere doing... They got... They are the most prolific yeah, race. Yeah. Without the Emperor, there's no longer the Astronomicon. There's no longer that lighthouse They're sent in the back war. into the Age of Strife, really. Yeah. They can no longer bring their vast numbers to bear. Because, quickly. Quickly. 
as quick as the warp can be. Yeah. So to me, that would be the next step is get rid of the heat, get rid of the God Emperor. You cripple them. Yeah. And then like, then you kind of just leave it. That's that. Then you try to avoid humanity as much you as possible. Them. Yeah. You can literally do that. Or, you know, like you kind of take more of the dark elder tactic where you're just raiding places and like the Imperium can't even respond to it. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that doesn't remove the threat though of the Tyranids. No. And the Necron. Because those, like, the Necron are reawakening. Yeah. And then the Tyranids are now entering our galaxy. Okay. So, what do you think step two would be? Um, alliance. With? Anyone. Anyone and everyone. Anyone and everyone. They're, they're too weak on their own to, to really... They're not too weak. They're very strong, very smart. But they're not numerous enough. So they just make an alliance with everybody? Done deal. Everyone's happy in the universe. No, no, well... Like, they make an alliance with everyone who's willing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They start bringing other races into their into their fold. Yeah. Right? They start accepting, like, hey, look, you're a peaceful race, and you want to work towards, like, like there, there's some races that you can't make alliances with. Number orcs, one. Tyranids. Orcs. Tyranids. Humanity. Even, uh, I was going to say Necron, but. Necron won't make, well, because they have a little more individualism now, yeah. so they'd be willing. But I, I really think that they are too little on their own to pose any kind of major power play and they kind of just get sucked into the vortex of chaos so, versus the imperium so maybe like it should be like all those other races that were made by the old ones like the jacaro and Jokuro, the, yeah the, there's a bunch that we mentioned oh there's so many um so you like make alliances with them because like you're, you're not gonna go and make like an actual alliance with the tau like you will, but the Tau are still going to be fighting for the Tau, doing what the Tau want to do. The humanity, humanity is still going to be doing well. So you, you almost got to find these smaller races that they themselves are like, yeah, we need help. Where humanity does not need help. No. The Tau Empire does not need help, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you almost got to... Sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, you almost got to... If you do want to go to the Alliance route, you almost got to choose these smaller races and then say, like, look, like... We need to do something about these big guys. Yes. Like, look, if we don't band together, the Tyranids are just going to pick us off one by one. Yeah. And then they'll move on when this galaxy is devoured. Okay, so step two then. Now we have the Eldar at the head of a bunch of minor races. What, yes. what, what is step three in your mind? <sighs> so now you have a huge army at your disposal. Yeah. What is your first move? The fir- the, you have three big threats. Okay. Threat number one is humanity. Okay. Threat number two is going to be the Tyranids. Yeah. And threat number three is always going to be chaos. Yeah. Chaos is the pervading force that it's always going to be there. You can't get rid of it. Okay. Humanity, you cripple through the Grod Emperor. You send yeah. them back into or, the Age of Strife. Or you can literally just kind of ignore them too. Because like... You, I don't think you can. You you can... Like, I don't think they have to be the first step unless... No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Like, this, this is... Oh, yeah. Okay. This is an order of... Importance. Importance. It's more just like these are the three ones. So okay. importance will always be chaos for the Eldar because they're so psychically attuned. Yeah. So how do you deal with chaos? The only way I can think of is warding the galaxy. You finish what the Satan started, hmm. which would kill the Eldar. Because if a race built on psychic ability, all of a sudden you ward the galaxy and you no longer have connection to the warp. Mm-hmm. That would wreck them. That would not be good. Right? They no longer have webway access. So I don't have a solid step for them to defeat Chaos other than they devote themselves to the path completely. 
they, they practice what they preach. They get everyone in on it. They, but even that's not going to be not, enough. It's not going to be enough, yeah. but it'll reduce it. Okay. Right? Like, it's just like climate change. <laughs> you get all the cars <laughs> off the road. It's not enough to reverse it. You slow it down. Sure. Tyranids. Okay. There's no good answer other than that, other than waiting for the hive mind to show up and destroy it. Okay. Now, do you think that they could come up with a way to harness the Tyranids? Because, so the Tyranids' big, big thing is, like, they devour planets, right? Biomass. Biomass. Yeah. Eldar don't really need it. They, they're they not like the Imperium where they're holding thousands of worlds and, you know, like... They, they were, they are, though. They, they could get back to that point. That's they, the cool question is, how do they get back to that well, point? Well, exactly. And at this point, they're not at that point. Yeah. So the Tyranids, yes, are a huge threat, but not necessarily to the Eldar. At this moment. At this current stage. after step two, when they've made these alliances with all these smaller races, you better believe the Tyranids are a threat to those races. That's true. And you have to protect your interests. Okay. Okay. So the Tyranids, I think, like, and it's like one of those problems where it snowballs. Yeah. Right? You you have one little Tyranid come in, it's not a big deal. But all of a sudden, after uh, 2,000 years, and that Tyranid has taken over one planet, and then the next... And the next, and then yeah. it's taken over the solar system, and then it goes to the next solar system. It will snowball, so you need to contain it as soon as possible. And the other races will be super interested in that yeah. for their own protection. Okay. So they they need a way to stop the Tyranids. Yes, and that's but I can't. <laughs> I can't think of one. Hmm. Kill the emperor because the Tyranids are apparently attracted to the, the emperor's light, the astronomicon. I. The, okay. Maybe they'll just... No, after there's that, too much to just... feed on. There's too much to feed on. It might be. You never know, though. They might just be like a fly, though, where, like, that you turn out the light. The hive mind is too smart for that. You would think, but you don't know. It might just fly off to the next galaxy. For <laughs> <laughs> the next psychic beacon that's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would... Those would be the three biggest threats, I think. Hmm. Um but if you can limit what you're devoting to chaos, you cripple humanity to the point of where they're sent back into a pre-astronomicon warp hmm. capability, and then you cage the Tyranids, or you reduce them so much that you know they're kind of... So what about this? Yeah. So to deal with the Tyranids, you take orcs, right? Oh you literally surround like the entire galaxy in a ring of orcs, which sounds bad! <laughs> There's enough of them. <laughs> There's enough of them. It sounds bad, yeah. but then you like basically now you have a buffer zone where the Tyranids can't get in, and the orcs are too busy fighting off the Tyranids to to go inwards. They're focused outwards, so <laughs> you have this very sketchy buffer zone that could explode horribly at any moment, <laughs> which is an elder thing to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'd be an interesting one. I don't, I, I can't see the Eldar effectively making any kind of deal with an orc. It, it's not so much that they're making a deal with the orcs, it's more that they're kind of manipulating the orcs right. to do... Do you think an Eldar could psychically impose himself to be the leader of a wog? We've been over this, and no, I do not. <laughs> okay. uh, that'd be an interesting one. Hmm. It's kind of just like bending the orc to their will. Yeah. And so time has no meaning, right? So... Um, what they could do, they tr- they try to do that ring, yeah, and then they kind of just wait it out for a bit, wait for the Imperium to kind of, like you you fight with the Imperium almost to try to fight off the orcs, 
like from the inner rings of the planet okay just so then they're on the outside yeah and then you kind of wait and you help or you do these kind of little backroom deals with all the other races to try to accomplish that once you have that we're gonna go with that because that seems like a good good thing to do so that's step three yeah. and four i guess <laughs> don't don't kill the emperor just yet okay but let, let the humans let the humans and help all, with the orcs exactly and try to just push them out to the outer ring okay so then next step yeah eldar baby boom there we go, yeah. Start making some Eldar babies. Yeah. Because you got room on your craft worlds. Yeah. You got to fill those craft worlds up. <laughs> you need some more Eldar babies. Plot twist. Slanish. Don't get off to it. <laughs> well. All right. Very controlled. Artificial insemination. <laughs> There's a sheet between them. <laughs> and someone in the room to make sure nothing goes down. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to protect the Eldar race. Hello. I'm going to be here today <laughs> to make sure that things don't get too crazy. Just no, no pleasure. Just remember that I'm here at all times. <laughs> watching. <laughs> Always watching. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it ta- to... Yeah. Yeah, so during this time... I don't think time, Eldar has, like, population booms. Like, it's... It takes some it's time. It's a very slow but growth. once again, time means nothing. could you focus nothing. on that? Because, yeah. like, whatever it takes... Like, if, if your issue is there's not a lot of us, yeah. there's a lot of everybody else, yeah. what steps could you take to increase your population? Because yeah. they're not... It's not something... If they could make it work, it's only to their benefit. And yeah. if they could buy themselves time that yeah. they need... So they hide out in the webway... And they do this crazy population boom. Right. And then the only times they go out is to help these minor Xenos races that they've made alliances with. Or just send, like, one craft world in at a time and be like, make a bunch of babies, you know? Like, mm. we'll keep doing our thing. But some any any steps you could take to increase the number there, of Eldar there, that you have there has to is going to help you. But it has to yeah. be a sustainable growth. Right. Right? Like... A craft world, if all of a sudden it triples in population, it won't survive. Right. Like, they'd have to be smart about it. Yeah. But I think that there's some steps that they could take. I think they'd, if need, they... they'd need to get off their craft worlds, too. Like, they'd need to... Or make new ones, or... A lot of new yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't, like, the, some of the strength of the Eldar, like, their ability to move around quickly and that yeah. they're not Currently. tied down to one Currently. place? So I'm just saying, even with your whole, like, uniting the Eldar... I think you could do that without tying themselves to one place or putting all their infinity circuits even all together because yeah. that's that seems, seems like, like a bad idea. Yeah, a liability. If if it gets destroyed for sure. Yeah, that would be bad. Then it's but over. think of like it's it's the double-edged sword, right? You put everything in one pot. That is super powerful. Like the amount <laughs> That's of, a powerful pot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is so yeah, all yeah. the energy and power in there yeah. versus now what happens if it gets destroyed? You lose everything. It's yeah. the risk that versus would be reward. Like your last kind of gambit and yeah. if you're hoping to get you need or whatever to yeah. show but, up. Yeah. But you wouldn't do that until then. Yeah. It's just too dangerous. Yeah. So I, I like to think they somehow manipulate the orcs and the Tyranids to fight each other. They kind of wait for humanity to kind of dwindle out and fight off all these other races. And then they wait for the ideal moment, and then that's when they strike. They kill the God Emperor. Once once they think, like, the galaxy's pretty much, like, under human control or under 
it, whatever they think their is their alliance. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would be like because if you take the orcs, you buffer them out, get the tyranids, that's two <laughs> birds, one stone. Yeah. So then your that, next biggest that, threat would be humanity. Yeah. So there there is a story where like orcs and tyranid are on one planet and they've been fighting for centuries or whatever, and it's just like a constant fight and neither side can win. Yeah. And it's just a stalemate. Like, well, the, the Tyranids will sustain themselves through the biomass of the orc, and, and the, the orcs, orcs are fungus, so they'll just continue growing. Exactly. So if you can accomplish that. <laughs> Perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. Yeah. All right. So as more of a fantasy guy, yeah. you know, you take the elves, they like remove themselves from Middle Earth or from everyone. Is there okay. an option for the Eldar to just be like, goodbye? Like, like the, I know that you're... The whole question is, like, what could they do to reign supreme over the galaxy? Yeah. But what if they were just like, we're out of here? Is there an option? Just go into the webway? Yeah, webway just... would be probably the best option. No. Why? It's constantly degrading at this point. It's falling apart. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the things we talked about when we were talking about this thing. They would need to fix the webways. Yeah, stabilize them somehow. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I think they should, yeah, flee into the webway because they can't go to a different galaxy. It's not, it's not feasible, man. The universe is too big. Like, yeah, gal- the distance between galaxies. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, they have extremely long lives. I know, but just to sustain, like, how do craft you, worlds are self-sustainable. It's kind of true, yeah. But with no like local star, like how self-sustainable can they be? So, because like, all of their energy is warp. Yeah, yeah, as long as there's the warp. They seem like they'd be all right. Yeah, I suppose. So they could. They could just do that. Just get out of here, Eldar. How long does an average Eldar life last? Thousands of years. If not, even you need billions of years. Come on, let's make the Eldar great again. (laughs) (laughs) They're 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 essentially immortal. Yes, but like because they're feeding off orbit. Well, but they're not like the pirates, are they? No, no. Their lives are sustained through when they touch the warp. The more powerful a psyker you are, the longer your life lasts. And, like, if you have a self-sustaining ship, it doesn't matter if it takes a million generations to reach the next galaxy. Yeah. Right? Like, sure. And, and like if you're... you had, like, ten craft worlds all floating together, Battlestar Galactica, like, you know. Yeah. That, you could maybe do it. I agree with Jordan. Like, it it would take a long time. Well, and it like, also it's depends not... if, they, if they're traveling through the warp. Like, that time is now short. Well, they, they're not traveling through the but warp, the, though. The other thing is, like... Craft world, like they might sustain Eldar, but does it actually like the ship, like the hull of the ship? Let's say, would that not degrade over time? It's solidified warp energy. Yeah, they can rebuild. It's made out of that wraith bone. Yeah, Uh, I guess so. At least the core of it is. Yeah, yeah, but they can always sing more. I don't like. They could leave the galaxy. I'm just saying, get out of here, Eldar. It's your best bet. Uh, Why are you sticking around? Say goodbye to all the losers and be the winners. I have step number four. Okay, what would step number four be? Find the old ones. Okay. Bring the old ones back. But then the old ones are in charge. That's fine. The old ones were always better than the Eldar. The Eagle won't let that happen now, though. Uh, Yeah, it seems like that would be interesting really you think like to... like maybe ego in m25 wouldn't let that happen but even now they're even more arrogant now 
it seems like another last ditch effort kind of option yeah. though. Like really? cuz you bring them back and then the old ones are in charge. So that does not accomplish the goal. Yeah, if of... you're if you're looking at one side where you're like, well, you know, chaos is going to destroy everything or we bring in the old ones and then yeah. Then we serve under them, but that could be okay. Uh, that, I, I, I like pictured it less of like serving under and more of like but that's we what need their help. But it would be serving under like the elder. Yeah. If you're bringing them, them back, them, yeah. Unless the old ones dra- drastically changed. Well, I would assume they have. Like they've been playing in the darkness for how long? <laughs> and now they're sick, twisted beings. <laughs> so now you've just ruined the elder race. Oh boy, not the first time. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eh, eh, I don't more agree with that like, point. More like a guidance thing. Like, they are lost. I don't think that's the way to go about doing it, but... I don't think the paths are enough to really, like, fix their problems of tampering with the warp. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I don't like bringing in the old ones. You don't like the old ones? No. I don't know. They're not going to achieve galactic supremacy. I think, I, I, I agree with Peter. I think... Leave the galaxy. Leave the galaxy. Try to make <laughs> out for another galaxy. Yeah, the webway won't last forever. Yeah. That's why, like, they, they... Going into the webway for an Eldar is a short-term solution. It's Band-Aid. It sure. is. Like, they might outlast hundreds of generations of humans, but that same Eldar is still alive. So but if you were trying to do a, like a population boost or something, that would be an option. Just as many you. just as many craft worlds are but. lost in the webway. Hmm. It's so labyrinth like sure. you, you get lost, there's cracks, demons pour in, there's warp storms in there, like there's no guarantee sure. that that is safe. Yeah. That no, I I like you get all the craft worlds into it, just a giant fleet that can all help each other. If one ship goes down, you can help it with the other ships and you just leave. But that doesn't bring them back into galactic supremacy. Not in our galaxy, but in a different galaxy. Yeah, but it is the question of, like, why galactic supremacy? Because you... they deserve to be at the top. Sure. Hmm. So then don't they view it but as But if I leave all leave, you guys to fight... Then they failed. I'm sure that some would view it that way. I but if their ego as but I'm running for <laughs> president of the Eldar and <laughs> that's my platform. If, if if their ego is as great as what Mark says it is, do they accept their failure? Is it? But the survival of the race is better. Dun, 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 dun. Well, in that case, get the old ones in. And yeah, but then the old ones are survive. in charge. They don't want to be run by anybody. That's the thing. I, I think like I would take it back to fantasy elves. Right? Like, high elves are like, hey, we're getting out of here. You guys all screwed up this world. It wasn't our fault. We're yeah. blaming it all on you, and we're getting out of here. Yeah. And that's how you, if I'm, if I'm pitching it to the Eldar, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, leave Except. all this chaos to all these idiots Except. who are destroying everything, the, the and let's get out. I, I would almost think, like, for the Eldar, it could be a survival thing to take over the universe. Because if you're not taking over the universe, somebody, or the galaxy, sorry, somebody else is. And if they become too powerful, then they could wipe you out at the drop of a hat, right? Yeah. So it's, you're sort of incentivized to expand your galaxy. Unless your they leave. Power. But if unless you, they leave, all of unless the Eldar <laughs> that survived the fall of the Eldar are all the ones... Who cut and run early? They saw a problem, right? Dark the Eldar. main one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. They, yeah, exactly. Not the dark Eldar. I'm talking about the Eldar. They all saw a problem, and they said, 
let's start moving away yes, yes. from where the potential problem is. And so they could just do it again. That's how you get the exodites to come with you as well. Because you're like, we got to get farther away. I don't know. I, yeah. could, I could sell it to the Eldar is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got my vote for sure. I want a solution where they... Kill the emperor. <laughs> and leave. Cut <laughs> and run. <laughs> I like that. That's my plan. There's got to be a way for them to remain in the galaxy. Unfortunately, the biggest thing for me is the Tyranids and the Orcs. Orcs, you're never going to get rid of Orcs. Like, that's going to be the battle for the rest of time. Well, isn't there a story of a human psychers going to, like, the edge of the galaxy, listening, and all they hear are the gibbering mass of Orcs? <laughs> yeah, there is a story about that, but who knows if they're just hearing inwards? How do they hear outward? I don't know. It could be possible. All that's left in the galaxy is just, just taken over. Like, in the universe. In the universe is It's just orcs. Yeah. So have fun with that, Eldar. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other big thing is Tyranids. Like, we don't know how big they are, how many there yeah, are. Yeah, because they're not from our galaxy. So, you got... How did, how did they get to our galaxy? Ships. No, nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, they've just shown up. Yeah. And to them, like, they can literally, like, just... Like, space, once you're moving in a direction, you're fine. And, like, right. age to a hive mind, this, like, thing that needs no nothing yeah you can like set yourself in a direction go into hibernation and then 10 billion years can go by you can wake up your ship to who's used like no energy and then yeah and now you have a ripe galaxy yeah. you absorb it and then you do the same thing move on yeah hmm. so they could have potentially i know this isn't a tyranid episode but they could have potentially done this before oh in, you, in you assume they have yeah because and, especially because of the way tyranid evolution works yeah is that uh every time a tyranid dies yeah it learns the hive mind learns how it died and how do we make it better yeah and, and when they came to the galaxy it's not like they're like hi let's be friends they've straight on attacked it yeah yeah, yeah. there's not no, there's I, nothing other than they're feeding. aggressive yeah. right away yeah. i hate the stories where it's like well what if the tyranids are fleeing from something i hate it when people say that <laughs> that's the other big thing it doesn't make any tyranid sense. apologists <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's brutal it's like no they are not fleeing from no, stuff they, they are, are feasting on <laughs> galaxies yeah. so yeah mm. i don't I don't see the Eldar ever really coming back to reign supreme. No, unfortunately not. Not? Not in a story built by humans with humans as the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awfully tough for the Eldar to I commandeer just, that. You, yeah. But. They, you really just... You need a... Like, I, I could foresee a race becoming galactic... Uh, supreme, supremacy, supreme, yes. supreme, yeah, galactically Galactic supreme. supreme. <laughs> if their connection to the warp wasn't everything that the race is built on, hmm. yeah, right. Like the Tau have a good chance at this because yeah. everything they do, like it, it ha doesn't have a super strong reflection in the warp. Yeah. Right, so you eliminate Eldar, Eldar stop feeding the warp. Right, so I know this, yeah, but hmm. Tau, like I can't see the Eldar doing what needs to be done, and then you always run into the problem. What about the warp? Yeah. What about yeah? Chaos? Even if they rid the galaxy, there's still the warp. Yeah, yeah. there's and still demons pouring in. Yeah, 
That's why they just need to leave. It doesn't fix the problem of the war, but no, they, it, they it don't might. have to fix all of the universe's problems. They just <laughs> got to look out for number one, Eldar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Leave the Milky Way, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that number one is always going to be unification of the Eldar. They need a common goal. Which is to get to a different galaxy. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it fits. You can run on a platform of... That we're Let's go to war for the next 10,000 years. Half of you are going to die. You're going to watch your children die. Right, or, but, but we'll feed you need at the same time. Or... or population boom and we leave. As, as we're going, we're building up our race. We're getting stronger. We're letting all these other races fight and bicker among themselves. <laughs> and then we'll get super what, powerful, come back in, wipe them all out. And what happens when the Tyranids have taken over and build the ultimate fighting machines at that point? We'll deal with that problem tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Today we flee. Cool. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Depressed. <laughs> Isn't that how it's supposed to end with 40K? Should yeah. you be depressed that at the end? true. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I got nothing really else to add on that one. Yeah. No, no? good. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, um, if we say something wrong, just let us know, and then we'll uh, ban you from our Facebook page. <laughs> the, the, worst we'll comment, Twitter. the worst comment we got was uh, one guy's like talking about episode one, and he's like, oh, for episode one, there's a lot of I don't know, and episode one was talking about the warp. It's like, yeah, you can't describe the warp. Like, you heretic! You, <laughs> the second you think you know what the warp is all about, like. It's the warp. It's the warp. It's gonna change. So. Yeah. And then, like, we asked him, like, what specifically did you find, I don't know, like, that you had an answer for? Yeah, yeah. No response. Nothing. It's but okay, though. It's fine. I'm not bitter. No, no, no. But we love you. Keep listening. Please subscribe. <laughs> yeah. No, screw you. <laughs> We don't but need yeah, that kind so, of negativity in our life. So, if, yeah, we're happy to respond to stuff and, yeah. like, we know, learn and grow. Yeah, we, but, we know we don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. And, but we do, we, the whole point of this is the discussion. Exactly. Discuss with us. Yeah. You know what? Worst comes to worst, we'll just Skype you in and you can be on an episode and you can teach us something. Yeah, that'd, be, think, that'd I, be sweet. I think stuff like that is cool, yeah. so. Yeah. And on having people in, thanks, Peter, for coming, joining us. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Also, you can uh, connect with us at our Twitter, uh, Lorehammer40k. Facebook is just Lorehammer. And then our email address is lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us your questions or comments. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes. Leave us reviews. Leave us reviews. Stars. Yeah. 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 yeah if you if, like the show. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Just leave us reviews. <laughs> just as long as you have a reason no, for not what bad you're doing. <laughs> All the good reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So lie. You want our, happy, you want our listeners yes. to lie. Yes. Wait. No. Yes. No? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we, we really appreciate feedback, really. We've already had a couple like uh, technical ones that we're, we're trying to fix and work on. So yeah. we won't just ignore you. None of us have lives. So yeah. we'll become your friends. Anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on our next episode. See you later. Peace. Goodbye.